Hello, it's Righty here to bring you another Inside the Team CBK Locker Room podcast. Thanks for all your feedback on last week's episode, um, which uh, went down very well by all accounts. And it also saw Twitter's at the furlong poll, Joey Taylor, make his debut. And it's uh, great news. He's back. Welcome, Jerry. Thanks for joining me again. Hello, Righty. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, not so bad. Uh, the weather I can report is fairly tropical up here today, so <laughs> stay fair for the Easter weekend. Absolutely sensational, sitting there in your shorts, uh, having a little li- a little ice cream, something like that. <laughs> I'd done ice cream earlier, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah. double figures, is it? <laughs> aye, aye. <laughs> Very nice indeed. So, mate, we've made it through. The international break is over. How did you find it? Uh, three undefeated games with Scotland, two draws and a win. Yeah, it was a bit of a mixed bag, Jack. Um, I think some Scotland fans were disappointed that they couldn't get a win in the first two games. But I think, to be honest, Scotland are right in the mix. And I think there'll be points shared about in the group. So I think all is not lost. And I think we are getting a wee bit stronger as the, as the game's going. With Shea Adams coming at the fore, especially yeah. in the last game against um, the Pharaohs. So all good. So can't complain, really. Absolutely not. No, no, it seems seems that way, definitely from... I've not caught lots of the Scotland games, mainly going on results and obviously what other people have said as well. But it does seem that way, that it's coming together quite nicely or getting consistency going, which is a, a big thing in international football, obviously, with the big gaps in between. And nice for... for we mentioned him last week, didn't we? We were talking about um, you, you just played that first game, uh, the, the 2-2 draw with Austria last week. Yeah. And you mentioned Shay Adams, and uh, good for him to get off the mark nice and early in international football. Yeah, it was a nice goal. He certainly, you could tell he was making a difference for Scotland. He was, he was adding a bit something different to Lyndon Dykes once in the offering. So, um, yeah, all good. I mean, the, the biggest anomaly over the three games, Israel was a bit of a kind of head scratcher. Every every time we play Israel, they actually <laughs> look. If you look at their world ranking, they seem to play a lot better. <laughs> they look a lot better a team to Scotland. You know, then the world <laughs> rankings suggest, but you can't hold your heart on the world rankings. But certainly, no. that's how I think Israel will get in amongst it with the likes of, you know, Austria and stuff like that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've obviously got a threat up front. Um, Zahavi took three games yeah. to finally earn me some money. <laughs> I, I was consistent and kept back at him. He's going to score, he's going to score. And, and he finally, finally did. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, well, interesting. So it seems like a, an interesting group, that one. And you rightly say, points shared around. Did you catch many in, in many of the other games? There's some weird and wonderful games that are out there. Have you caught any of them at all? I've seen bits and pieces of the other games, yeah. you know, I knew when Scotland played Austria, I knew the Austria goalkeeper was a bit... I'm, I'm a bit annoyed, actually, I didn't get involved in Denmark to, to beat uh, Austria because the, the goalkeeper for Austria looked suspect once or twice against Scotland. And, of course, right on cue, he went walkabouts outside <laughs> his box against, against Denmark. So Denmark weren't long putting them to the sword. So, yeah, mm-hmm. but I've seen bits and pieces of the other games. Wales, um, enjoyed that, a bit of Wales and, you know, a bit of the Northern Ireland highlights. And I believe Mr Stones made a bit of a blunder for England, did he? <laughs> I think I think I caught that. Yeah, I think <laughs> the twenty ninth time that the commentary team mentioned that that he'd made an error. Um, I think the last one being about thirty minutes after he'd made it um, <laughs> highlighted that fact to me. Yeah, <laughs> but it's all part and parcel now, isn't it? As we've seen, you know, you're playing out from the back, and all right, it was a bit That's of it. a 
a little bit of a kind of soft pass from Pope, who was getting slaughtered. Obviously, they've, they've jumped on that train of, right. of that he, he can't use his feet, and uh, at least he uh-huh. can use his hands, which is <laughs> which is something can be can't be said about all the keepers that England have got. Um, yeah, yeah. And and I think yeah, it's just one of those that, that it happens, and you know, you make a mistake in that situation when you're in your own box. You're going to, nine times out of ten, especially at the national level, pretty much regardless of who you're playing against, yeah. you're going to get punished. And, and so it came to pass. But I mean, England still, England still get the job done, right? You know, they still get the win, you know, at the end of the day. Well, yeah, you, you wouldn't have thought that. Nine points from the three games and possibly you expected to have done so, but you've got to go and do it. And, the, and they did. And still um, seemingly not happy <laughs> in the media and in the world of Twitter, but then if that was the case, I'd be uh, I'd be probably more surprised. So um, it was good. But talking to Twitter, I saw you you post up and ask for a little bit of feedback on um, the the latest odds for for the Euros. Um, yeah, and I was, think. Sorry, go on. It was interesting just getting people's points of view there, righty. Um, you know, a lot of people really on the Denmark forty one thirty three mm. one each each way. You know, on yeah. current form, obviously a bit of recency and that, but Italy yeah. as well were coming in for a lot of support. And um, yeah, it was interesting. You know, there is some teams like Germany seem to be friendless just now, obviously with the, with the kind of result they had recently. But yeah, it seemed and to I'll, be. People I'll, I'll were... go through the. I'll go through yeah, the odds actually. We could have a look through it. But you mentioned Germany there, and it was. Uh, look, I think the international breaks got this. It has had a bad rep, and I, and, I, and I've been part of that. I'll be honest with you. You think, yeah. oh, international break, two weeks, you know, we're just going to have to get through it. It's a bit of a war of attrition and everyone's a bit gloomy about it. But I actually thought this one, I think it, it sprung enough surprises and had enough about it that actually it kept the interest going and, and, and captured people's imagination. Yeah. And um, you mentioned, as you say, Germany getting beat by North Macedonia. I know Macedonia were matched at 70 on Betfair, which even beats the broader Rangers odds that we talked about last week. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> Must be something in the world, yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. Portugal needed an own goal to beat Azerbaijan, 1-0. You know, Portugal, one of the fancy signs as well, with the attack and talent that they've got, relied on an Azerbaijan player to, to score the goal for him. Spain drew with Greece, but then, you know, fell behind to Georgia and needed an injury time goal for a 2-1 win there. So there's, there's, there was some, enough interest there, enough surprises, because normally it's just predictable, I think. That's the main problem with it, isn't it? You know, you, you're going to just get them the big teams that are just going to go and roll over the, the smaller teams, and it's all a little bit boring and all a bit samey. But I think they, they got spiced up a little bit. Yeah, Portugal, um, they also were behind to Luxembourg there. You know, Luxembourg, Yeah, they sound like they're a minnow, but they're actually, when you actually look through the results, they're, they're not actually mugs. You know, they usually score... Um, certainly at home in the, the qualifiers, so yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, somebody put was on it, was it, you, was it you put that on there? Aye. I can't remember who it was, yeah, that's yeah, what it most yeah, at yeah. home. I, I was Brilliant. looking at it, and I thought 13 to 8 for, for Luxembourg to score a goal, yeah, I think they'll score a goal, but then I thought I'll just look at whoever takes the penalties <laughs> and whoever the striker is. So I got involved in that, thinking they would maybe score any time rather than the first goal, but I covered both yeah. off, so I did nice. okay there, you know. Yeah, and Norwich have got a striker for Luxembourg in Daniel Sonani, so it's a good idea to miss out on him and uh, and go for one of the other guys. So it's fantastic. Sonani well, <laughs> was one of the two I took, actually. <laughs> the, other one, the other one came up, Trump's, um, was it Fernandez or Rodriguez? I got his name mixed up initially, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. It was, was 33-1 30, anyway, so he popped the first goal on, so it was nice. Maybe he's double-barrel, maybe it was Fernandez. <laughs> <laughs> so let's have a quick look at the, the odds for the Euros then before we press on. Um, 
we've got a kind of split where we've got the fancy sides and it's headed <laughs> headed by England, um, which surely is just weight of money in this country, <laughs> driving that price down. I think so, England yeah. are favourites at six. Um, France are there or thereabouts. You can get best odds on them at the moment at 6.5. And then you're looking at Belgium, you can get 7.5. Germany, 9. Portugal, 10. Spain, 10. Italy, best price, 13. And the Netherlands, <laughs> I'll be laying these all day long. You can get at 13 on the Netherlands, but they are as low as eight, which is an insane price. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, for you know, Frank de Boer, what a f- strange appointment that is. But and then you then you're out with the more of the outsiders, Croatia, Denmark, Turkey, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So any of any of that top kind of bracket that you that you particularly fancy or ones that you really don't fancy? I listened to another podcast, one of the guys was saying, you know, Belgium and Netherlands especially, the question mark was really regarding rallying the players, it was more the management, you know. Um, yeah. A little bit of question whether Roberto Martinez or De Boer for Holland, but Holland mm-hmm. are a bit kind of hit and miss anyway, but Italy are going to go deep in it, aren't they? And, and France as well, you know, France should yeah. be outright favourites in my eyes, <laughs> you know, out of the shorter ones, but uh, as you say, it seems to be the, the kind of the, the national sort of money, weight of money on England sort of thing, keeping the price down just in case it did come through. You know, they're yeah. going to, go, you know, if they go deep in the competition as well, I think it's the bookies just trying to cover their backs with that one, isn't it? Yeah, and we've got a little bit of home form as well, I suppose, going going, yeah. going for England as well. Um, but a France first 11 versus a France, the second 11 would be some side, some match, wouldn't it? Exactly. They've got such incredible strength and depth. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd put them rightly as favourites. You mentioned Italy and, and, one thing that kind of caught my eye, a little look through this week, and it was actually in the top goal scorer market. Um, Italy have got Turkey, Wales and Switzerland in their group, yeah. um, which aren't exactly leading lights. Uh, nothing to get overly scared about there. So you would expect them to get out of that group and, and as you say, go deep into the competition. And uh, Chiro Immobile is 25 to 1 to be top goal scorer, so 26 um, scored in both starts this week, obviously on penalties. And I'm thinking, yeah, VAR yeah. kind of scenario. Yeah, you know, we're going to get more penalties in in the tournament. We're getting more penalties in football generally. Um, he's on them. He scored. He scored about 100 penalties in the last two seasons for Lazio, mm-hmm. uh, and he and he's uh, he scored another one during the week for Italy. So clearly on pens, I expect them to probably get get a few. And I just think those odds for for a team that potentially could go all the way. As their main man, striker-wise, I think they're quite nice odds. Yeah, I was going to say he's on the penalties. It's always good to have the when you're doing a goal scorer bet. I think you really need somebody on the penalties, as you say in these competitions with more and more penalties we've had. But it was every every game they won two 0 there, Italy wasn't it? So, uh, and he he certainly popped up with a penalty the other night there late on, didn't he? Yeah, they're looking solid and and uh, yeah, so they've got a good good setup there. And as you say, a good manager. And for me, uh, you've you've already said it really, but you kind of go through those countries and you kind of cross out the ones that you think the manager's not got it about him. It's Harry, put England in that. It's Harry Kane, a short price. I've not really the delve uh, right to, to be honest, into the first goal scorer markets yet. Um, yeah. I, will, I will probably need other time, but Harry Kane will be a bit shorter than you immobile. Yeah, I think Harry Kane leads the, leads the market um, with that one. I will get it up now, now you've asked the question. Yeah. <laughs> but um, just give me a moment. Belgium, we've got Lukaku for Belgium. He must be a, he must be in amongst it as well, eh, Lukaku? 
Yeah, yeah, he's up there, that's for sure. Um, the, kind of the usual suspects to, to a certain degree, and you know, the, the lead nations like the likes of Mbappe. I don't see Mbappe, although you would be surprised to see France in the final. Um, I, I probably wouldn't suggest that Mbappe would be there, but you never know, he's that kind of guy that can score three or four in one game. Would, Di- so, um, would Diego Jota, Portugal, be a place? That's a great shout because I'm coming on to him a little bit later. You've yeah, seen yeah. my notes. <laughs> yeah. But um, Jota is, on, is, is, I think, someone in great form and I'm yeah. scrolling down and I've not come across him yet. So, Because um, obviously yeah, yeah. Ronaldo take a slice of the Portugal, you know, the top goal scorer. But uh, Jota may be a, you know, a, a dark horse. Yeah. Uh, I can't see him on first scroll. I must have gone past him because I've gone. As, I've come up to John McGinn now. He'll definitely be short odds <laughs> on him. <laughs> although he's although he's prolific at the moment with three goals in the last week for Scotland. It certainly is. Yeah, um, I can't actually see him. I'm sure he's, he must yeah. be there somewhere. But yeah, Harry Kane tops the market. Best odds available at seven. Um, then Mbappe at eleven. Ronaldo eleven. Lukaku eleven. Memphis Depay is at seventeen. No thanks. Um, Morata twenty-one. Griezmann twenty-one. And Timo Werner twenty-one. So he'll need to change his form and a probably leap. put his boots on the right way around as well. A leap of faith required there. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, Lewandowski thirty-four. That's all right, but you you don't know if Poland are going to go that far, aren't they? Are you? No, that's, that's the problem, isn't it? He's, yeah. he's going to probably need to get all them goals in the group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, mate, I'll come back to you on... Uh, I can't actually see him, but um, whether he's we'll tried stuff on, sweater, on, his, yeah. on there, but I will do, I will do. But good shout, that. Thank you very much. So, um, we'll have a quick look at last week, and I'll, I'll keep it pretty brief on last week's bets. We obviously picked out, um, for our nations, um, our best bets for the games, and uh, Arnie Poirison got thumped. By Armenia, uh, so that bet went down because he was on double chance there of Iceland, which looked good. We both both thought it looked good, didn't we? But yeah, yeah. unfortunately, um, they fell apart against Armenia. Um, Ar- Armenia, Ar- Armenia ended up with nine points out of nine, didn't they? They did, yeah. They yeah, won yeah. all three. So, do you think that comes down to the the power of the nation, um, the nations league that we've talked about before? There's, there's, Has that given them a, a foot up? There's definitely something been happening because. You know, Malta and things like that. They're scoring two goals away from home. You know, giving Russia a game at home and stuff like that. So, they're, yeah, they're obviously coming on for the run, so to speak, with, with the nation league. You know, it's, it's Gibraltar as well. We're in amongst it in a couple of games as well. So, yeah, yeah, keeping the score. Yeah, well, down I think they against, kept yeah Norway. They kept the Dutch to one one nil at half time, wasn't it? it? Ended yeah. up being seven, but and then they stopped. You know, Erlen Haaland didn't score. At all, no, he didn't. You'd have got some good. You'd have got some well, good odds I, on that. He he went off at one to twelve, I think. One to twelve yeah, to score any time, yeah. yeah. So it's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Madness, madness. So uh, yeah. So uh, unfortunately, um, yeah, Armenia done Arnie and Iceland there. Scotland just fell short because you, know, you were featuring the game against Israel, weren't you? In, yeah. in the one that you, one each, you, yeah. you picked out. So a bit unlucky. I, I had the easiest one of the the three. To be fair, I had England and. We are. We, we looked at the win to nil. Thought it looked quite strong, didn't we? And I think, other than an early scare from Albania, um, that I was looked a fairly solid result. Um, I think. I think you even drifted. I think you also put me onto a cards bet on Twitter with the England Albania game as well. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a nice one. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a little bit of a. Little, Klaus is a little bit of a hothead, shall we say? He yeah. was. Uh, my eyes lit up when um when when he came on as a sub. I thought it's still enough time for him to pick up a yellow, and uh, he duly obliged. Yeah, but also overall... led you to the two 0 Sorry, 
also led you to the 2-0. That's right. We, we fancied the 2-0, both of us, didn't we? And uh, yeah, the, we the, did. ref, the referee overall, we, you know, he dished up enough cards for, for the bet to land during that 90 minutes, didn't he, for the, the cards bit? Yeah. yeah. The cards bit as well, yeah. yeah. And, and the win to nil actually drifted to 2.2 before um, before kickoffs, and I know a few people got on late on that, so that was uh, that was all good. So there we go. Not yeah. bad at all. Yep. Yeah. So um, that's enough of last week. Let's have a little look at, into this week. And we're going to focus on three English Premier League games. And we're going to start with the 5.30 game on Saturday, which is live on Sky Sports, which is Leicester host Manchester City, the champions elect, I think it's fair to say. Yep. Leicester odds, 6.5. The draw, 4.3. And we've got Man City available at 1.61. So out to revenge there. 5-2 drubbing at the Etihad early in the season. And I think a little bit of pressure was actually starting to come on Pep for that. But it's uh, obviously turned around since then. Uh, what, what are you thinking, uh, Jerry? It was that 5-2 game, you know, it, it was one of those games that you did sort of sit back <laughs> after it and say, is that just been a bit of a freak result there? Because yeah, was that a couple of penalties from Vardy? I, I don't know what the short score was. was, but did Leicester not have about six or seven shots in the match and they scored five times or something? If that, I'm now going to find out for you. Um, but uh, I know they had something like 27% possession or something along those lines. Yeah. It was uh, it was dominated by Man City other than yeah. in the scoreline, I think it's safe to say. I think it is. You know, in, in the cold light of day, with everything that's happened now, Man City have been on such a sensational run. You can look at that yeah. game and just say it was a bad day at the office for City, really, you know. Um, it certainly was. Yeah. So um, I've got the game up now, actually, so I can tell you that uh, 72% possession Man City, 16 attempts at goal, five on target, and yeah, um, seven attempts from Leicester, so you're right, yeah. all on target, but yeah, two penalties, so five attempts other than <laughs> from the penalty spot. They did. There was quite a few teams where Leicester just lumped the ball over the, the Man City defence, and Vardy or yeah. some, somebody else was on their way, so it was quite... You know, they, they just called Man, Man City defensive a stinker that day, to be honest. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I actually was um, didn't see that game. I was out, but I remember having um, notifications on for it and <laughs> the goals kept coming through and I'm like, yeah. what? What's going on? It was crazy. Aye, aye. But as you say, Pep did come under a bit of pressure and Man City, there must have been some price to win the league after that because yeah. I think Liverpool were favourites at that point in the likes of Leicester. I yeah. think you know teams were that were shortening up, you know. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think everything was it was in Liverpool's garden was rosy at the time exactly. and uh, it was looking like it was probably gonna be a similar um procession as it was last season. That's all turned around since then. That was a turning point for Spain, I think, yeah. Yeah. So you're not going for another five two win for Leicester? I'm though. thinking what I'm thinking, Jack, for this one is I still think there'll be goals. Um Madison and Harvey Barnes, they're possibly doubts, aren't they? Possibly injured for Leicester, but Barnes is definitely out yeah. according to um, according to the manager. Madison apparently is available and has looked very good in training. Um, as to how fit he is to, to complete a ninety or how much he'll feature, I'm not just sure. And Pereira. Um, likewise, is apparently fit and available for selection. Yeah, I mean, in Leicester's last match, I think the last match they played was maybe the FA Cup match where they beat Man United. Yeah, they actually had an, 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 I can't say his name, Hinacho <laughs> and Vardy up top. So it'd be interesting to see if he goes with two up top again. But if Madison came back in, maybe it would just be you know Vardy up top himself. But I'm actually Leicester, Leicester and. Four out of four of the recent home matches that, that it's seen over three and a half match goals. Man City 
in the last seven away in the league. Um, there's been over three and a half goals and four out of seven. So Leicester, four out of four for over three and a half match goals. That's the kind of angle I'm looking at. I think there'll be a few goals again. I'm fancying both teams to score, but my bet for this one will be over three and a half match goals at 13 to five, which is, that's where Betfair Sportsbook. I just, it's a game I think, I think both teams will score. It should be a good match. I think after the international break, you're not quite 100% sure how the teams will come back. It's a wee bit of a quick turnaround for them, but uh, certainly I fancy three goals. And Leicester games have had goals recently at home, you know, four out of four over three and a half. And uh, Man City games four out of seven and away in the league have been over three and a half. So Man City in the last yeah. Man City in the last seven aways, right? They have scored twenty one goals. So the last seven aways in the Premier Premier League, twenty one goals. So <laughs> that kind of points me in the direction for goals again. You know. Yeah, it's interesting because I've seen and read a lot about people saying there probably won't be many goals in this one, um, and you're going against it. So uh, I like that a lot. So uh, we'll see. See how it pans out, but um, I've, I've I've gone kind of stuck with my tried and trust, trusted here, really. To be honest, uh, like you, it would be interesting to see you know the the Barnes Madison situation, how that's going to impact, and and how they do. Will they go with Inacho, or, or will so Madison come in and and he'll drop to the bench? Vardy's the the one. He's he's just been bang out of form recently. Um, since return of injury, he's got one goal in his last eleven, uh, and none in his last eight. So uh, which is kind of unheard of for him um, and then you look on the other side and you've got a certain Sergio Aguero chomping at the bit and raring to go I think to finish his time with Man City in, in style uh, he's 4-1 to one, so 5.0 with Unibet to score first Aguero and I kind of like that I can, I can see him getting the game time obviously they've got one eye on um, the game with Dortmund in midweek mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see how Pep goes about it obviously 14 points clear in the Premier League I don't, he's not the kind of guy that's going to go, oh, well, we won't worry about this one, is he? And they've got enough strength in depth to be able to change things around. But I'd, I'd imagine Aguero will start and potentially get rotated out midweek. But we'll see. Um, but I've said, I've gone with my tried and trusted. Um, I've been on this one a few times in the past and, and it's paid dividends. Uh, and I'm going to go on the Asian handicap. And a bit like yourself, I can see a, a Man City win with a couple of goals in it. Um, and minus one on the Asian handicap pays 2.05 with Bet365. Yep. Uh, so we'll obviously get a refund if, if they do only win by a single goal. Um, but anything, you know, two or more sees a, a nice return at even money or slightly better than even money. So that's where my suggestion will be for that yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, Vardy, you mentioned Vardy there, Jack. Um, he's actually the player in the league that scored the most goals against Man City. I read that somewhere earlier. Nine goals he's got. I think Son of Tottenham, he's the next one with six. So, Bardi scored nine against Man City in games. He's actually got nine goals and the minutes equivalent. He's only played 10 matches if you add the minutes together this season. So, you know, I might look at him. He's 91 with Unibet. If he started, I would maybe have a wee fiver or whatever on that. But just the guy, he's come in for a lot of flack. It's obviously took his time to get going at Leicester, but he's actually, he's actually goals. He's, he's been pretty hot recently, hasn't he? He's goals. Goals per minute is, is yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah, I've seen him say a couple of times recently and kind of given his head in Europe a little bit yeah. and he took his chances there. And it's, it's, you know, with Vardy being out a couple of times and now obviously with Madison being out recently, then Barnes, he's been able to come into the side and he certainly took his chance recently. So it'd be interesting to see. It's a bit of a tough decision. Yeah. Um, for you know how they're gonna how gonna shape up for that, but uh, yeah, he's certainly coming obviously against his old old 
side he'll be up, up for a, a point to prove. And there's not many people that look forward to playing Man City because they've got a good record against them and getting back in form. But obviously Vardy will come into that category given the stat that you then reeled out. So interesting one to it see. Should, but, uh, it should be a good game, that one. I'm looking forward to that one. Some of the top teams yeah. when they get together, I'm not that fussed, but I, I really I'll, I'll watch that one less than Man City. It'll be a good one to watch. Yeah, yeah, I think and it adds a bit of spice given that last, uh, the outcome of the game earlier in the Definitely. season. So we'll see, see how it pans out. OK, well, we'll move on to the final game on Saturday, the 8pm game, which again is live, live on Sky Sports, uh, which sees Arsenal welcome Liverpool to the Emirates. Arsenal are 3.3, the draw is 3.7 and Liverpool are 2.3 favourites for this. And... Uh, I understand you've had the the rug pulled under your feet a little bit here, Jerry. Yeah, yeah I was, I was, <laughs> I was the... going to put up the the long shot at one hundred and seventy seven to one. You know the the Martin Atkinson bet. You know, but uh, skinny. What good friend Tom Love on Twitter has, has revealed the referee's been changed to Stuart Atwell, so that one's in the bin yeah. now. I think that one. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly got yeah, will be be higher odds than uh, than uh, than with Atkinson in charge. Yeah, for, so for, obviously the Atkinson bet, I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> off the top of my head would be that it would be um, no goals and and no cards. No goals and no cards, which come up trumps for me a, a few weeks back with West Brom at home to Newcastle. <laughs> but just three three or four days before that, in midweek, you remember Chelsea went to Anfield. And apart yeah. from Mason Mount scoring the winner, it actually came up in that game, no cards. And obviously there was one goal to Mason Mount. So it was a near miss three or four days yeah. prior to that. So, yeah. Yeah. Was Atkinson the ref that it day? Was, it was. It was. It was Martin yeah. Atkinson. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. It's certainly one that I've looked at a few times uh, recently. Uh you know, there's a few of these referees that you just think, well, you know, there's days when they, they wouldn't book anything. Um, but uh, and Atkinson is, comes into that category, as we've said. So it's a shame. And obviously Atwell is is a bit more of a, a card shark, yeah. for sure. But um, Atkinson, will, Atkinson will certainly come up for Atkinson, the card side of it, before the end of the season again, because there'll be some dead rubbers um, later on. But obviously you're just banking, yeah. banking on the two teams to have no goals. You know, that's the... Probably the trickier, but the zero cards is probably easier when it's Atkinson, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said there's a few refs, and as you say, you know, a couple of the few sides will be desperately looking towards the beach yeah. if they're allowed to go exactly. um, come the end of the season. So, for sure. So, have you got anything else in that game, or was that your, just, your main focus? I just think if, if you blanked both teams' names out, Jack, and looked at elite table, <laughs> you know, they're pretty similar records, pretty similar on the points. So, you can argue. Liverpool are slightly shorter than they should be on all known current form because the league table says that they're, they're almost similar. So we Arsenal being at home as well, but no result would surprise me here. It, it could end up a draw. I, mean, I couldn't back Liverpool at that price with any confidence at the moment with everything that's gone on in the last couple of months with them, you know? No, no, I, I agree. And the man that you've you've mentioned a little while ago, Diego, Diogo Jota, is the one that I think seems to have sparked them into a little bit of a, yeah. a return to form. Um, and he's actually the selection that I've made in this game. Um, I've, I've put myself and put that down as probably the two of the season's biggest underachievers. You know, you go from what Liverpool were, did last season, clearly it's going to be hard for them to, to <laughs> replicate that. But they've just completely fallen off a cliff, haven't they? It's just been uh, it's been a been a madness. You wouldn't have expected that to pan out. And, and Arsenal are, are, are kind of two steps forward one step back I, I suppose is the best way to describe them yeah they can be quite they um, can be quite unpredictable Arsenal that's why I wouldn't really be I wouldn't really be backing them you know 
for win purposes either. You just don't know. You know, some yeah. games they look better and other, you know, as you say, you know, they go backwards, you know. Yeah. Unpredictable, I think, is <laughs> perfectly summed up with their last game in the league, which uh, saw, which on paper looks like an amazing 3-3 draw at West Ham. Um, but when you consider they were 3-0 down with probably around about half an hour on the clock, exactly. uh, an own goal got them, got them back in it just before half-time and ended up, um, you know, obviously winning the, the, the second half 2-0 and, and, and coming away with a point, which is which was crazy. Um, if I was given a free bet, I'd probably just go for the draw in this one, Jack, sit right on the fence with it. Yeah, and um, I think you, that's a that's a fair play. I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, I've looked at it, and, and it, it will depend how Arteta sets up for this one. I think you, you know you look at the compare compare the last two games against Liverpool, and you know probably was a different Liverpool as we've said already. Um, but last season uh, they went to Anfield and mustered four shots and, and had thirty four percent of the ball. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, earlier this season. And then in, in um, this last season, they had 31% of the ball uh, and only three shots on target, but um, three shots in total, sorry, but managed to win 2-1. So if he goes with that winning formula, uh, again, or if he'll actually be a bit more aggressive this time, um, we'll see. But then if he does go a bit more aggressive, will that play into the full hands and, and hit him on the counter? They've obviously got a fully rested Trent Alexander-Arnold on the right-hand side. They've got three strikers or three forward players that weren't massively overused in the international break in Mane, Salah and, and Yota. Yeah. So um, I've gone for kind of a, keeping away from the result and, and predicting that. And I've actually gone for, for Jota to score at any time, which is 3.05 with Unibet. Um, he scored three in two games during, during the break. Serbia and Luxembourg, um, one against Serbia, two against Luxembourg. Scored last time out at Wolves. Um, he scored four in seven starts in the in the Champions League for Liverpool and six in 12 in the EPL. Uh, so 10 in 19 starts for him. Um, expect him to start this this game. And um, I think odds of, of so a fraction over two to one are, are nice enough for me to get involved and take him to, to be an anytime goal scorer. He looks certainly a man in form. And he's, he's FM'd his... If anyone's given Liverpool a little bit of a spark recently, it's been him, hasn't he? He's sort of got them going a little bit. Certainly right. Yeah, yeah, definitely so. OK, let's go on to our last EPL preview then, uh, which takes us to the Sunday evening game, which is on BT Sport. Manchester United at home to Brighton, our friends Brighton. Um, Man United, uh, odds 1.69, clear favourites. The draw, 4.2. And um, we have the XG Kings, uh, Brighton, at 5.8. So, crazy game in the reverse, mate. What do you think is in store for us in this one? Um, I, was, I was looking at Brighton away from home, uh, right here. And uh, the last 29 away from home, they've actually scored in 22 of those 29 matches. So, they're kind of good for a goal away from home, Brighton. Um, yeah. They've only conceded four goals in the last six aways. So... You know, their overall away record looks reasonably well, despite obviously they've been a bit underachieving this year with all the data. Um, yeah. Man United, apart from they've battled a couple of teams at home, they've, you know, Southampton, Springs, I mean, was that nine? And Leeds, they, they took five yeah. or six off Leeds. But if you actually strip those games out, in the last 15 homes, Man United, in 10 of their, the last 15 homes, they've either scored zero or one goal. So... They're not really prolific at home if you take out the couple of thrashings that they've given Southampton and Leeds, mm. etc. 
Um, I think there was maybe. And I think you make a great point yeah. there. That's that's yeah. perfect. And as far as where stats, bare stats, and you do have to dig deep into the stats. Oh. The bare stats on 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 stuff can sometimes lead you off the garden path. <laughs> and you're right there. You 15 goals in two games is a massive swing if you look at their basic um, for and against column in home yeah, games so this season. Basically, two two thirds of their home games that I end up with zero or one goals. Man United scored so. I'm actually my bet for this. My main bet for this is is a, a correct score of one each, the one each draw, which is fifteen to two with bet Victor. Um, I just think Brighton could comp- could be competitive in this game, and I think Man U sort of do disappoint at home from time to time. So um, I'm just thinking this could. Only in the recent games, Man United, the the bits are as you said, two steps forward, one step back, kind of thing. They're one of the teams again, aren't they? You yeah. just. They, can, yeah. they don't really convince at all times so I'm thinking Brighton could be good to, to get a point here because Brighton still need to pick up points although they've they've came alive with a couple of good wins recently they still need some points to to you know ultimately get them away from the, the chance of relegation they're not they're not safe by any manner I mean so uh, they won each throw there yeah. I think Brighton will be competitive um, I've got a couple of outside bets I might do in that, this game as well with the likes of Lewis Dunk um, he's thirty-five to one to score first with Paddy Power or Betfair. Um, That's a big price. Basically, Brighton's last two away games that they've scored in, he's he's been the first goal scorer twice. So, um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll also have a wee dabble on the bet builders once the teams are known, Jack, for the likes of Dunk, Harry yeah. Maguire, Luke Shaw. If Dan Byrne plays, I think he's been injured recently, so I, I might mix uh, doubles yeah. and trebles with some of these guys, but. Uh, the one, the one each yeah. draw for me, Jack. I think it could be a tight affair. I fancy a Brighton to go on the score sheet and Man U maybe to disappoint a little bit again. Yeah, great, great stats as far as uh, say scoring in away games is concerned. So that's really yep. good. Um, and I think the the reverse kind of summed up Brighton's season, isn't it? Where they managed to snatch a three-two defeat from <laughs> from a, 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 a what looked like a, a, a well-earned point. Obviously, took the lead, managed to score an own goal to give United a way back into it on the stroke of half time. Fell behind and then equalised in 90 plus five. And you, you're thinking, job done, isn't it? You, you know, you've managed to get a, a late point and they managed to lose to probably was the latest scored goal of the season, I'd imagine. 90 plus 10. Um, the Man United got their got the I winner. Was, it was, so, it was, it was, it was one of the strangest things because the referee blew the final whistle, didn't he? And then he, they're walking yeah. off the pitch and Hank Var said, you need to get back on and penalty to Manu, was it? It was a penalty, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, Fernandes, wasn't it? It was, yeah, just, yeah, well, <laughs> that summed up that stage of the season very well. So, excellent. But you, you've touched on them being competitive and I think all you need to do is cast your eye to the goal difference column and, and see how competitive they are, especially considering their league position and compare them to those around them. Um, minus four goal difference for the season, which would normally sit you about mid-table, yeah, wouldn't yeah. it? Um, obviously, they're fifth bottom of the minute, and as we've touched on in the past, um, their XG and X point, X point PA uh, stats put them up way up in like, the top uh-huh. five. Um, but they're, so, fifth bottom with minus four goal difference, and underneath them, you've got minus 20, minus 15, minus 37, and minus 34. Yeah. Um, and their goal difference actually... Is you have to go up to 11th to get a better goal difference than what Brighton have yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. Um, and away from home, as as you alluded to, they're they're, they're very competitive and and doing well considering again considering their league position. So minus one their away goal difference, uh, which is the 12th best in yeah. the, in the league. 
Um, five defeats away. Um, a bit, uh, four of them have been against top eight sides. So I think for me, you've said, you know, they're competitive and I think they will be. Um, and my gut is that they just fall short when they're, when they're up against the, the sides uh, at the yeah, top end yeah. of the table. Um, so I'm going on a similar tangent, but slightly more negative than you. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got them losing. They've had seven defeats by a single yeah. goal um, and four wins for United by a single goal at home. Um, and they've had nine wins by a single goal in total this season, United. So I think I looked at the odds and Bet365 and Skybet both have this priced up at 3.5. So five to two for a United win by a single goal. Right. So goal? single goal win for United for me, uh, a draw for you. So it's a Brighton win. We're in all yeah. over, isn't it? <laughs> the, 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 final start, the final start I'd like to chuck in for that game. In the same fixture last yeah. year, Lewis Dunk actually scored and was booked. So the, when when they played at Old Trafford Ooh. last year, he actually scored and he was booked as well. So it's maybe one to look out for. Maybe as a little double, you know, for him to get booked and score as well. Mate, you get that priced up, yeah. and I think you might have your long shot that's just replaced the Martin <laughs> Atkinson there. <laughs> Mate, them odds were sensational for for Dunk, who's been a threat and, like you say, yeah. scored scored in both the last two away. He's 35 to 1, did you say, for just for first goal? I think he's had a goal or two chopped off as well because I've done him a few times and I've just hit the, I've hit the bar <laughs> and hit the post him a couple of times, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, interesting yep. to see. And that would probably put him decent odds as an anytime goal scorer as well. Yeah. But, hey, we'll yep. look at that. Sure. But, anyway, enough of England. Let's have a take a look at, at, at Scotland. Um, and, obviously, some focus from yourself, the expert, Gary. Yeah. Um, I've had a, I had a question come in from one of our followers at Team CBK um, who's asked us generally, uh, not maybe specifically for yourself, but this is a good time to, to bring it in when you're considering what you're now going to talk about, probably three games from a, from the fixture list. Um, it's a question from Matthew O'Regan who says, how do you kind of pick your your bet, especially on a Saturday when we've got such a vast array of, of games, not only in England and Scotland, but across Europe as well how do you kind of get your short where do you start basically I basically start at the bottom Jack um, basically <laughs> I start in League 2 in Scotland because am I going to have an edge in the, the Premiership in Scotland over the, all the odds compilers maybe a slight one not, but not, not overly but I think if I dig down into League 2 and League 1 first there's certain teams as well I'm looking out for as well because there is obviously there's a few teams in those leagues in the Championship as well in Scotland there are some teams that are obviously, you know, they're stronger than the rest. But sometimes, whether it's goal bets, team news, you know, it's picking up the bits, the little nuggets on Twitter, you know, with regards to players being out injured. You're getting all the interviews for the managers on Twitter and in the lower leagues as well. So I tend to start at the bottom leagues and just to see if there's any mistakes made uh, with the initial odds that come out early in the week. So that, that's my starting yeah. off point right here, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, great point. And, you know, you're right to say it's a case of uh, trying to find where you've got that edge. And we mentioned it last week where we had more focus put on these um, lesser yeah. leagues. Uh, and uh, so you, you, you've got a little bit of an edge there, especially if you already know a fair bit about them. And for myself, in, in, a, in a, a brief answer would be that I've got a fairly lengthy short list of my favourite, either players, teams or situations. Like you say, you, you already know Lewis Dunk is yeah. a, a threat from yeah. set pieces, scores some decent goals. 
um, everyone you shortlist, eyes get drawn straight to that and say, is that worth a play exactly. or not? Um, depending on who the you know, who you're up against. So, um, good, but, great answer. I mean, an, an example, an so, example being Queens Park. Um, you know, they 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 they, they played in midweek and you know, the, the one Tuesday night it was. And then straight away, you've got the odds for, for the weekend. Yeah. But if, if you move quite quickly, sometimes you can get, you know, the the, the, the first opening shows, which come, come Saturday tomorrow, the prices look a bit different than they did on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, you know. Sure thing, yeah, yeah. Move yeah. early is a great one. But no, you, you're right there as well. Like you mentioned Queen's Park last week, I'm not going to lie. That then was added yeah, to my shortlist, yeah. and uh, and and obviously, you know, I said to you during the week, there's a, you know, an opportunity to get involved and and and, and back them and, and and pick up a nice win on that as well, knowing what what you've already told me. I mean, so, on on stuff. that subject, Jack cool. Queens Park, I've got one bet here for <laughs> one bet for League Two, and then my other four bets are on the Scottish Cup. It's uh, the last thirty-two of the Scottish Cup, so you've got. All, all the teams yeah. try to get into the last 16. So my first bet is actually involving Queen's Park in League 2. Um, well, I'll just okay. crack on then. Um, yeah, mate. There's various bets, similar to last week, there's various bets that you could do, but the bet, bet I've kind of landed on is for Queen's Park to be winning. They're at home this weekend to Stirling Albion, who in fairness, Stirling Albion aren't, you know, they're one of the best sort of two or three teams in the league, um, but they had a hard game, a local derby in midweek against Stenhouse Moor, which they won 1-0, but Andy Ryan, who's a, a top man, the striker, he hobbled off injured, so it's question mark really whether he'll be able to start for them. They might have one or two injuries tomorrow. Queen's Park, as far as I'm aware, have pretty much a strong squad as ever to choose from. Queen's Park have also got a guy yeah. on loan from Celtic, a young mid- midfielder called Luca Connell. Um, he actually was called up last week for Republic Island under-21s. I think they were maybe playing in Wales, not 100% sure, so... He missed uh, one at the middle game of the last three Queen's Park games since the resumption. So, But he came back there in midweek in the game against Albion Rovers, Jack, and he actually scored a magnificent goal for about 25 yards. So to have a player of his quality in League Two, that's that's made Queen's Park, if you like, even you know even stronger. So I'm kind of going <laughs> yeah. for I'm pumping for the half-time, full-time bet. Um, it was 95 early in the week, 9 to 5, but it's actually 31 to 20 now. But I'm still quite happy to take 31 to 20 on that bet for Queen's Park to be leading at half time and also winning at full time. Um, that bet has actually come up a fair bit for Queen's Park. Um, I think it's come up It's come up in the last three games that they've yeah. come back after the resumption. Queen's Park have had nine clean sheets now in their 12 league games. And they've scored exactly three goals in six out of the last eight matches. So, as you can see, they're scoring goals for fun. They, kind of, they fell slightly short last weekend with two goals, which was a bit of a yeah. a blow to, to, to my main bet last weekend. <laughs> but, you know, they, they've yeah. been good to me. You know, they, they've certainly paid out in other ways in other games for me, so I can't complain. So, Queen's Park to be leading at half-time, yeah. full-time. That's the bet there, Jack. Great stuff. Yeah, like it. Uh, that was the bet I, I, I played yeah. during the week. Um, you didn't have much sweat so, for it, um, did you? It was, <laughs> didn't know. A nice two two goal yeah. half time lead. Um, that's that's what you're looking for, and, and obviously they extended it into the second half. And uh, yeah, that was that was nice odds against. I did cast my eye towards what price they were this week, having uh, having landed that as well. So uh, yeah, nice, very nice indeed. And the stats yeah. back it up. And again, I think it's one of those things that don't get put off when you when you've kind of found a bet which looks very strong and 
doesn't quite come out. Would you, you know, the, so unlucky last yeah. week, uh, you know, you brought it up, but Queen's Park were two up in what, nine minutes or something silly like that, wasn't it? It was very quick anyway. Minutes, yeah. And um, 15, yeah. And the- yeah, and uh, they didn't score again in the last 75 minutes, miraculously. And Breakin also got a man sent off on about 70 minutes as well. So it was a bit of a surprise yeah. that Queen's Park didn't get their usual three goal haul, you know. Yeah, but, uh, crazy. but um, there you go, these things happen. Would you play that bet again the very next day or the next oh, week exactly. if it was there in the same exactly. odds, the same situation? Exactly. So yeah. that's yeah. the way yeah. to look at it. They're also okay. available win to nil at 31 to 20 to win both halves. I might have a double on that at 72, depending if it's Sterling Albion, sort of star man, Andy Ryan's out. I'll wait for team news on that one. Um, on to my next one, Jack. Good. Aberdeen, Aberdeen yeah. uh, are playing at lunchtime away to Dumbarton in the Scottish Cup. Um, Aberdeen have just changed manager. Derek McInnes, who was a long-serving manager, he's recently gone. They've got Stephen Glass coming in from Atlanta. He's an ex-player. Mm-hmm. Scott Brown's going to be teaming up from Celtic as a player coach next season. But Stephen Glass, he's in quarantine just now. Quarantine came over from Atlanta. So uh, the team's been taken with caretaker manager Paul Sheeran at the moment. But the can I catch it is here. They're playing the Barton, lowly the Barton from League One. Um, Dumbarton are one of two or three teams in League One that have actually, this is a schedule, Jack, in the last week. They've played Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, and now they're playing Saturday again. So, for a part-time team who the guys are actually working a lot of them, you know, during the day, to play Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then they're playing a a Premiership team at lunchtime. I mean, Dumbarton played on Thursday night there, and now they've got to play Aberdeen at lunchtime uh, tomorrow. So, Aberdeen Aberdeen to win to nil. Is twenty to twenty one. I just I got on it the other day. They're just slightly over evens at twenty one to twenty, but it's now twenty to twenty one. Call it even money. Call it yeah. even money. Just about. Yeah. But basically, the Dumbarton in the last nine matches have failed to score in seven of them. Um, Aberdeen's problem, and the reason why Derek McInnes got the sack ultimately, they weren't scoring enough goals, but. The thing about Aberdeen is their defence has always been solid over the years with McInnes and their defence has still been solid, you know, just prior to him leaving and, you know, since he's left. Clean sheet-wise, in the last 11 matches, Aberdeen in the Premiership have had six clean sheets. So despite their lack of goals they've been scoring, they've actually kept them out at the other end. They've had six clean sheets. Six yeah. clean sheets out of 11. So everything points to Aberdeen being quite professional here and winning comfortably against a kind of Dumbarton squad that will be stretched stretched to the limit, I think, with a quick turnaround. Yeah. It's a crazy schedule. I, I, I've moaned about Norwich, obviously, had eight, like their internationals were playing on on late Wednesday night and, and they're now about to kick off. Yeah. Well, they've just kicked off now. Um, and that's bad, but obviously, professional internationals, etc. But for a part time side, exactly. playing on exactly. Thursday. I mean, these. The... Are they going to prioritise the league? Are they able to do that? Have they got enough? People he made a few, the Dumbarton manager. He made a few changes for Thursday night, but at the end of the day, his interview. I watched his interview post match this morning, and he, he was basically bemoaning with no cutting edge. So, you know, he was, he's quite down. He's quite negative about the lack of attacking prowess. So, Aberdeen should be able to go in there, and you know, the, some of the Aberdeen players surely will want to impress the new manager who'll be watching from afar. So, yeah, you think Aberdeen will get the business <laughs> done there? Or I'd be shocked if they didn't. You know. Seems a cracking price, mate. Yeah, great pick. On to the next one, Jack, which is uh, Montrose, who we've mentioned before. Um, Montrose are playing the Highland League team in the Scottish Cup, Fraserburgh. Fraserburgh 
Um, similar to Broader Rangers, they're kind of Broader, the, the Highland League champions. Fraserburgh are probably top three, top four material um, in the Highlands. So they're quite a strong team in the Highlands. But in the last round, when Trows went to the Highlands and beat Nairn 7 1, um, Fraserburgh played Nairn in December and only won 1 0. Don't get me wrong, I think Montrose will still need to win the battle here. I think it'll be a tough game initially, but I quite like the 13 to 8 with Betfred for Montrose to score over two and a half goals. Um, so that's my next bet. Montrose to score over two and a half goals. I watched an interview for the Montrose manager, Stuart Petrie, who's done a fantastic job. Just to give you the, the lowdown of Montrose, they're quite a small club, but they're actually punching above their weight. They're kind of pushing from League One. They've, they've got an outside chance of, you know, been in amongst it to get promoted to the championship, you know, if, if things go well in the next month or so. So um, they've got quite a lot of goals in the team. They're on a good run of form. And for Montrose to be in the last 16 of the Scottish Cup would be a big, big deal because I was looking back and I only went back about the last 12 years, but I can't find it. It must be, I would love a Montrose fan to come on and let him tell me the last time they were in the last 16 of the Scottish Cup. So it's going to be a big deal. And I think the manager was kind of giving it away in their interview that they weren't going to let up, they were going to go for this. So I think it's all systems go for Montrose and hopefully they can get over two and a half goals. Excellent. There we go. So a call out to Montrose fans. If we've got a Montrose fan, I'd love that. I want to find out who that is. And uh, let's know when you were last in the the, so the last 16. Um, and I think you you um, you um flagged Montrose up as a little cheeky outside bet for promotion, didn't you? Was it 25 aye, it to was, 1? Uh, I was bigger, bigger than that, than that wasn't it? Yeah, I got aye, it 25 to 1. I think <laughs> the, the, because they're quite a small club, a small name, if you like, they're kind of getting underrated a wee, thing, a wee bit, I think, now and again with the the bookie, yeah. so yeah, it's worth, worth a go that. I mean, it could be a tough game, but I've got a funny feeling Montrose will, you know, have their top team out for us, so hopefully they can bang in a few goals. And again, Fraser yeah. Bra, you've got the kind of thing, they've not played any football as well over the last two or three months, so hopefully yeah. that's in favour of the bit as well. The next, cool. next thing, um, on to your last two one. Two more, I'll just do these quickly. Um, oh, two more? Here, wow. Yeah, Spoiler United, Air United <laughs> are at home to Clyde. Clyde is the exact same scenario as Dumbarton. Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So, again, a part-time team struggling at the wrong end of League One. Um, stretched the limit. Again, their manager, Danny Lennon, he was bemoaning the schedule. Um, they, get, um, they get beat from East Fife last night, Thursday night. So, similar to Dumbarton as, as well, they're off a 1-0 defeat. They've played four times in a week. Part-timers, the squad will be stretched. Air United, David, a new manager recently. Um, David Hopkins came in. Um, good manager. And they've showed mm-hmm. a wee bit of improvement since they've come in. They've recently had a good result up at Dundee. They won 3-1 up at Dundee in the league. So they'll be fresh. They've not played for a week. Air, I'm expecting them to score a few goals. I was tempted to go over two and a half um, goals with them, which is 11-8 with Betfred. But I've decided just to go for Betway on air to win the match and over two and a half goals. So that's even even money with Betway. Air to win the game and over two and a half goals, right? Cool. And the final, the yeah, final one, good. Jack, is just uh, it's a snapshot. It's a Monday night game. It's Queen of the South v Hibs. Should be a good game to watch on the telly, that one. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's on one of the TV channels. I'm not sure what one, but that's Monday night's live game. Over two and a, over two and a yeah. half goals and both teams to score 10-11. Queen of the South, 
games have had a lot of goals um, for, for two or three months now. Hibs will find that tough game down there. I fancy both teams to score. I fancy that quite strongly and I, I fancy it to go over two and a half goals. Could go either way. Queen of South are available at five to one. But um, it could go either way. That one, Hibs, although they're the, you know, third in the Premier, Premiership, they'll not have it all their own way. And that should be a good game to watch that one uh, for the TV viewers. So fancy a few goals here. 10 to 11, both teams to score and over two and a half goals, Jack. Yeah, sounds nice. Yeah, Monday at seven thirty-five yeah. on, on BBC, BBC Scotland. Scotland yeah. So, pe- yeah, people will be able to tune in that on on some obscure channel, even if they're in the That's in that. the UK. <clears throat> so good stuff, mate. I love them picks. Some great crackers there. Uh, a couple of our so already uh, old <laughs> favourites and uh, some new Thanks ones in there. Um, yeah, brilliant stuff. Cool. Thank you very much Thanks indeed you. for those. So um, I'll just go on to my bet of the weekend. Quickly, we're going to take a, a, a return um, south of the border and uh, back into the EPL. Um, it's Leeds versus Sheffield United, Saturday at three o'clock. It's a weird time for an English Premier League game <laughs> to kick off, isn't it? <laughs> Don't do that very often, about one a week, isn't it? So uh, it's the Yorkshire Derby. So Leeds sitting comfy, 11th in the table, hot favourites at 1.56, but I'm not interested in that. Sheffield United bottom, 14 points so far this season, 14 points from safety. Um, and Paul Heckenbottom in charge and obviously up against his former club. So adds a little bit of spice into it. Um, you know, our Sheffield United, I've got to give it a go, you'd imagine. You know, it's very, very, very long odds that they're going to be able to survive. But, um, you know, you'd imagine Heckenbottom will want to get them fired up for this one. And, and I am focusing on, on, the, yeah. on the cards here uh, and bookings. So uh, Sheffield United picked up two cards in the reverse fixture. Um, they picked up two cards in this last time these two met, which obviously would have been in the championship a couple of seasons ago. Uh, they topped the charts with a record, uh, which it's of 20 plus booking points. Um, they've hit in 20 of 29 league games this season. So that's 69%. Um, that increases when they're away from home uh, with 11 of 14 games. They've had uh, 20 plus booking points. So 79%. That's implied odds of 1.27, and we're getting 1.83 with Sky Bet for Sheffield United to pick up 20 plus booking points. Um, for those of you not too familiar with booking points, just have a check on the, the, the site that you're using. Um, but it's generally 10 points for a yellow card and 25 points for a red, a maximum of 35 points for one player. So if he picks up two yellows, it will get. Um, 35 points. Um, the referee's Graham Scott, who's decent enough. He ranks seventh for average booking points per game. Um, he's had 10 English and Premier League games so far this season, given 25 yellows and four reds. Um, he's got an average of 35 points, which will be enough. Um, I was tempted by most booking points here at um, bang on even money, 2.0. Um, the Blades have picked up more than their opponents in 13 of 14 away games. Um so it's, it, they've only not, not picked up um, more booking points just once. And say even money was very much yeah. calling. But given it's Leeds, given it's a derby, uh, even without a, you know the Ellen Road crowd, I'm just taking the safer option. So uh, 1.83, 5 to 6 on 20-plus um, Sheffield United booking points. That's my day of the weekend. Good old Yorkshire derby, right? You're just hoping that uh, you know Sheffield United aren't going to go out the league with a whimper. So you're hoping they put up a bit of a fight here. 
Yeah, that's what it's relying on. Uh, you'd, you'd hope that they would, especially with like Heckenbottom's in charge. Yeah. He's a Yorkshireman, isn't he? So, you know, against his former club, you'd think that he'd, he'd pick the players that are, that are up for it. You've got to think that some of these Sheffield United players are, are going to be wanting to keep in the Premier League. So they're going to want to have a, you know, have a shot at it and, 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 and put themselves in the shop window a little bit. Um, it didn't happen with my side <laughs> last season. They did go out with the whimper, but um, I think it's a different different kettle of fish for these. And, and the, you know the, the stats are back there to say that they uh, have got that in them um, to to you know, pick up the necessary points and oh booking yeah. points, not not, uh, not actual league right. points, but pick up that's the booking so good. points. That's, that, but, um, seems yeah, like a good angle in the cards, yeah. Yeah, I think Leeds play with intensity and, and you know enough pace and, and, and directness about them that um, that they're kind of a decent side. I think for me that that will enforce Sheffield United into a few cynical fouls and maybe a couple of late challenges here and there. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that one. Like I said, played the safer option just in case it does flare up and kick off, and, and Leeds have got a few players that could could ruin the the most booking points option. But um, I wouldn't put anyone off it to be honest with you. But I'm just playing the safer one from a better. Yeah, it seems good. Yeah, there's certainly a few Sheffield United players that like to get a card, doesn't there? There is, there is, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, good stat, good chat there. Um, long shot. So well, your long shot I've, has I've, been been. I've at, got I've Atkinson. got a replacement ready. <laughs> oh, good man, good man, come prepared. Yep. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> I've got go for it just now, then yeah. So we'll, we'll, um, it's basically a treble. Yeah. Um, Aberdeen to score over three and a half goals, Air United to score over two and a half goals, and Morton to score over two and a half goals. Morton are away to East Fife. East Fife are the third team that fall into the Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday club. So um, yeah. basically Aberdeen to score over three and a half, Ayr to score over two and a half and Morton to score over two and a half. That pays 32 to one way Betfred. A little goals Very treble nice is a little outsider for the Scottish Cup. The Scottish Cup can sometimes rain goals, so fingers crossed that it does this Easter weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. So um, nice odds there, and, and and as you say, it's always good to have a little goals bet here yep. and on anything, <laughs> any team scoring goals, and and these cup games they can sometimes throw Absolutely. a bit of caution to the wind. So I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, um, I'm going to take a, a trip back to a game that we've featured already for my long shot. I'm actually going to go back to that Arsenal versus Liverpool game, uh, and. Uh, I'm going to take a, a view on on the shot lines here, uh, something that I've, uh, I enjoy playing and uh, had some decent success out of. Um, I mentioned the Arsenal fact that they only managed seven shots across the two games, most recent league games in Liverpool. Well, I'm actually, you'll be surprising to hear, <laughs> going for Liverpool <laughs> shots in this one. Now, if it does play out the same way and the Arsenal effectively let Liverpool have the ball, then there is a possibility that um, we, we could see some high shot numbers uh, for them. We mentioned Jota already, um, Mane and Salah. Uh, so they didn't really get stretched too much in the international break. Mane's last game was on the 30th. He, he had 25 minutes. Um, Salah played a full game, but that was on the 29th. Um, and Jota had 67 uh, on the 30th as well. So, um not massive amounts, and, and Jota was rested in the middle of that also. So I think the main outlets for where you'd expect the shots to come from have had decent enough rest and also are in decent enough form that they can they can take advantage of that. 
Um, in the those games that we mentioned previously, um, earlier in the season, Liverpool had 21 shots. This game last season, Liverpool had 24. And uh, it very, very, I've got that feeling that Arsenal probably will give Liverpool more of the ball. They probably will look to play a bit more on the counter. I could also see Arsenal sneaking an early goal because um, I'm not convinced about Liverpool yeah. keeping a clean sheet. So if they were that were to happen and I've got that thought process going in my head, then you can see them like effectively inviting Liverpool on and, uh, and Liverpool having to uh, you know, rein in the shots. So um, I was a little bit surprised to see that Sky had set the line uh, uh, for like, the even money. It's 11 to 10, so 2.10 at uh, uh, 14 plus. Which was very nearly my better yeah, yeah. weekend, actually. Um, but I've I've gone to the stretch the line out to to bring in my long shots. So uh, twenty one plus shots for Liverpool is twenty That's to nice. one. So twenty one like they managed earlier in the season, and say twenty four the season uh, this the reverse fix or this fixture last season would have would have both claimed that win at twenty to one. So yeah, that's my long shot twenty to one for Liverpool to have 21 or so more shots. you're banking on Liverpool getting back to their old self a little bit? Yeah, I think they've got it in them. And I think Jota brings a lot. He, he likes to shot himself. So I think he's good for four or five. We know that Mane and, and Salah have both got that, um, you know, got that in them that they can fire in enough shots also. Uh, so regardless of the result, I can... If it does go, you know, I can only go on what, what we've seen in the past with, with the possession stats. The Liverpool have more of the ball. They've got enough of the attacking players. Trent Alexander-Arnold obviously hasn't featured for, for three weeks now. Uh, they weren't playing in the FA Cup, so he's going to be fit and fire and possibly with a point to prove because you thought he was a shoe-in for the England squad up until recently. Now he can't even, you know, not, not even getting in the squad. Um, so I think he's got a point to prove, so he'll be key yeah. on, on that side of it. So, um, yeah. I think um, I think they've got it there to, regardless of the result, I can see the game panning out in a way that, that I'd be very surprised if they don't hit that 14 line, but I think that, that the 21 plus is, in a, is, is a play at, at those Definitely sounds good. I may have a look at that. Good stuff. Cool. And that's, yeah, that's with Skybet. And uh, I looked at, uh, so Paddy Power, I think their, their lines are a, a little bit out on that. So um, you're looking at sort of 16 shots for, for around about even money with them. So uh, the 14 obviously then brings everything else yeah, into yeah. concept as well. Oh, so there good, it is. Good. Okay. And uh, cool. Thank you very much. So there we have it. Um, covered a lot today. Just ticked over the hour mark. So um, we'll wrap up. We've done our EPL previews, done the Scottish League previews. Thanks for those, Jerry. Some fantastic insight there and, and say four cracking bets. Um, as well as the other ones that you've done. Obviously, our best bets and our long shots are in there as well. Um, if you'd like to get full access to all of Team CBK's tips, uh, don't forget we post them seven days a week around the clock, not only covering football, but we also cover NBA basketball in, in the United States, some US horse racing as well, and football all around the world. Um, then make sure that you're... Uh, getting involved with us with not only tips from myself but also from Arnie as we mentioned already um, on Twitter at ice underscore tips one um, Boydie who covers a lot of NBA and US horses as well as the football as well on Twitter at Abtruce Allen and Kaz of course who you can get hold of at CBK team um, we're all tipping like I say around the clock so then uh, our member service is available you can take up 30 day memberships you can take up 90 day option as well last month saw us post 332 bets um, obviously, we just finished the month and uh, registered 71 units profit 
based on a £25 unit stake, that's £1,783 profit, return investment of 14%. And I've seen out there quite a lot of you know, people have had a tough month in March, and uh, I think um, they're figures to be proud of. So all good. We're already 10 units up for April. And like I say, those memberships are available if you do want to get more access to our tips. Um, and drop us one of us a DM. We'll be happy to um, discuss things further. But anyway, thanks, Jerry. Really appreciate you coming on again today and, uh, and joining us. Thank you very Cheers much. Cheers, Rachel. Have a good weekend. Thank you very much. Uh, good luck with your bets, Jerry, and everyone else. Let's hope we have a nice, profitable bank holiday weekend. Enjoy your.